guys, we're back sooner than you expected. What? And <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> and today we have something super special prepared because it's a pretty special day. Is we're it? Not- it is. Wow. It's international. We'll start waiting International Women's Day. And this is going to be our very first uh, collaboration with Unapologetically Female. Yay! Ooh. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? So I'm Lauren, um, and this is Eloise. Hello. Um, and we are working on a project called Unapologetically Female. Uh, falls under our production company, Longway Entertainment. And we basically interviewed um, close to 40 women from around the world about what it's like to be unapologetically female. Uh, which is really exciting. So we, we've been in preparation for International Women's Day for, I feel like, six months now. Um, so, yeah, it's been we're very excited to be here today as well. So thank you for having us. So we just want to start by asking you, um, you know, how did you get to start working with the concept of unapologetically female? So last year was obviously 2020, and 2020 meant COVID. Um, and so a lot of our productions got put on hold because we didn't have, we just couldn't work. And I had just finished reading Glennon Doyle's Untamed. I uh, highly recommend the book if you haven't read it. And I think I must have called you at like 11 p.m. at night. It's very late. And I had all of these post-it notes on my wall. And I said, I have something that we can work on that won't be impacted by COVID that I think will be a really quick turnaround in the next three weeks. And that, would and be... that we can shoot on our iPhones yeah. and very minimal equipment. <laughs> Very easy production slate. Famous last words. And then three weeks later, we had a fully fledged idea of 80 questions to ask 40 women. Um, we brought the lovely Amy on board to do some post prod for us. The team had sort of like amped up a little bit. It was now shot on not iPhones, other equipment. Um, and so it just kind of, I, I don't know, go big or go home. I think it shocked us as well, the response that we got from the women that wanted to be involved and that sort of pushed us to, to make it bigger and to push ourselves. And how did you find these women as well? A lot of them were like through friends of friends. Um, so we did a call out on our socials, but word of mouth really. Yeah. And met some really incredible women over the you know, three or four weeks that we were in production. So that was really cool. That's one of the things that we wanted to ask. Lessons do you take from it or what was inspiring of working with all these women? So I sat in on every single interview, sat opposite the camera that I like looked into their eyes and it was, I don't know, it's like that raw vulnerability that they brought and their unfiltered thoughts and the opinions that they shared just like inspired me and empowered me. Incredibly humbled that I got to spend um, a couple of hours with each of them and we talked about, you know, everything from their greatest fears to what song they like to 30 Second Dance Party to. So it's, I don't know, just like so, I I think the biggest thing and like if you looked at our post-it note wall or my post-it note wall, um, it said, am I alone? And talking to 40 women, it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not alone. We're all having the same thoughts or we're all on the same wavelength and that's so incredibly powerful to know that you're not isolated in your thoughts. Yeah, and I think leading on from that I know I spoke with someone who we interviewed and she was like it's made me want to reach out and make sure I am asking more in-depth questions to my friends and I'm checking in with them just on a basis of like how you going like actually really deeply getting to know them more than what I did and talking about these things that are out in the world that we don't normally talk about so I think that was also a really good takeaway is that we can have these conversations and that they're needed and I think the other thing was it like there's a question that we asked what is your biggest aha moment when it comes to femininity in society and female expectations and things like that some women were like 
I've not had an aha moment. Like, I skipped that question. And then we'd get, like, a few down the track and they'd be like, this is my aha moment. Like, I just realised that, like, this is how society has boxed me in. I just took it for granted kind of thing. And they're like, I'm going to, you know, go forth and conquer from here. So that was really powerful as well. Starting conversations is really powerful. Mm-hmm. What would you say your aim for the project? What outcome would you like? I personally want women to be their unapologetic selves. Like, that's as basic as it gets. Um, I think so much of what we do is made up of how society views us or our overthink as a self-confessed overthinker. Um, you know, it's we're, we're so stressed about what other people are thinking about us all the time. And it's like, be yourselves, you know? Like, you're fantastic and beautiful and unique just as you are. And knowing that you're not alone in being yourself, that people around you are going to support you being your authentic self. Yes. Well, I personally really like the format that you chose to do it because I used to watch, you know, you can't ask that and all that type of stuff. And I've always kind of dreamed with being asked these type of questions, you know. I feel like deep down we all want to talk about it. We want to be asked these questions, but we never know what's the like proper environment or something to be asked these kind of questions. It's like we gave them permission to unfilter. Um, and that's I think it's is rarity you know I think we don't it's so like you have those like really great nights when you're like a little bit drunk and like it's it's like 2am and then you're having this deep and meaningful and then it's like wow that like re- I unpacked a lot of baggage there um, but they are like months in between sometimes sometimes years like they, they become more and more spread out as people get busy so I think it was like come sit on our couch and unfilter with us and it's and the beauty of it was, was it was a one-sided conversation I mean I talk a lot but like mm-hmm. I couldn't talk at all. So it was just them unfiltering. As part of the Unapologetically Female project, we wanted to include as many voices in that as possible. Um, And obviously we couldn't, as Eloise told me, we can't just continue to interview women. So put a foot down and we kept it at 40. And we, so in December, I think it was, I decided that we would do a survey to get to a further reach of women to include their voices in that. And those, so the, um, so Unapologetically Female will drop today at the end of each of the videos you will see some sort of statistic or fun fact and they all come from women that we have been able to reach. Can we talk a little bit about the survey? What kind of questions, what kind of discoveries did you find? Yeah, so we sort of asked a collection of questions that we had asked the women in the video. I think we cut it down to about 24 questions and they ranged from, you know, how often do you say sorry like do you say sorry regularly and uh questions like you know your guilty pleasure what do you do for self-care and it was really interesting a lot of the results that we got back i think one of the biggest things we found was the guilty pleasure and self-care yeah so our guiltiest pleasure apparently is what we do for self-care so when we interview the women on the couch and then zoom and things like that and then when we're reading through these survey responses so my guiltiest pleasure is driving really fast um (laughs) with really loud music how I like unwind so I I work from home um so I get in the car at the end of the day and I go for a drive but that's what I do for self-care like that's the only way that I can say sane one female's guiltiest pleasure was dark chocolate coconut milk judge judy um and then we came to the self-care question and it was like dark chocolate coconut milk judge judy and I was like interesting like that what we're doing for self-care is like what what we our perceiving is that we're guilty about. That's super interesting. Yeah, so it's like guilty to rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Like, there's something weird about, like, we always think there's something weird about doing certain things alone. Mm. 
because uh, to me I really like going to the movies alone which you think like you can't do. I can't I'm trying to challenge myself this year to attend a movie by myself that's my challenge I love that <laughs> I can't 10 years ago I challenged myself that too and I still haven't done it <laughs> <laughs> you know what if you do it I will do it sounds good I go to the cinema alone all the time I just I admire you I think my god you are strong yeah. I just can't do it it was difficult in the beginning because it's you do feel like people are staring at you like oh look at her like when they, they ask have a how many tickets and friends? you're like one yeah yeah <laughs> I have never sat in a cinema and thought why is that person by themselves yeah I've never thought it as well but you always think that people are thinking it it's yeah. so true like yes okay put it on the to-do list for this yeah. year but the thing is like it's just the act of not having to share my popcorn with anyone and I can't eat like a pig and <laughs> I won't feel judged so if I'm alone I can just eat like the big one of popcorn I tend to talk to myself a lot when I'm watching movies I'm like no bitch no bitch so I really like that act of doing that and my dad used to tell me that he did that a lot when he was a kid so I wanted to try not feeling uncomfortable being with myself I was like I'll go have coffee I'll go watch a movie because I mean I do get tired of people easily so I should get used to being in my own company yeah you're kind of stuck with yourself yeah so <laughs> I do feel like that makes you like yourself better yeah I wish I liked my own company <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm working on it too it's my goal yeah. for 2021 I'm with you on that I'm like oh I could go get coffee today or I could just stay at home yeah like we went to this me and Isabella went to this mountain and she goes oh my gosh I'd love to come here by myself and just chill and relax I'm like why (laughs) that's too much but also I'm the same I'm like I'd love to be able to go on a hike by myself but then I have all those like thoughts and fears of like oh no but I can't be by myself like I have to make sure I have a buddy like and it kind of takes the fun out of it what if I fall down the hill what if I fall down the hill what if your phone reception goes out or like all of those thoughts what if you see a snake oh god yes (laughs) like like all of those thoughts then kind of like take the fun away of the act but I'm I'm with you like I'm trying to do more of that as well it's just that I feel like being with people can be really draining and exhausting. Because even as much as you're being yourself, there are a lot of things that you're not letting out. Okay, so this was another question that we asked in Unapologetically Female. And it was like, do you have a different personality for different situations? Mm. And 10 out of 10, it's going to sound really creepy, but what you see in the room here is not who I am all of the time. Because I have like professional cap Lauren and like fun and feisty Lauren and... Things like that. But, like, more often than not, like, I think 100% of the women were, like, yes. Yeah. I have different personalities. 100%. We were talking about this, like, a couple of days ago. We said that men sometimes are very simplistic because I feel like a lot is not requested from them since they were kids. But for us, it's different. Like, you have to be a different person with your parents, with your friends, with your teachers, with your peers. Exactly. With the boys, then you have to be, like, the cool girl, but also, like, sexy and stuff and mysterious. And funny. Yeah. But also not too loud. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, loud enough that you're not boring. Yeah. Not funnier than them, though, because they want want you to laugh. And also, like, you have to, like, be smart, but not not smarter than them and so it's just yeah we as women and I think that's why we're so and I think going back to the empathetic thing so many men have told me in my working life like your empathy is gonna is gonna kill your career or like don't bring your emotions into that room but the thing is is that our emotions are the most powerful the the fact that we can walk into a room and be like cool I know what's happening here I can read the room I can read the people that's really powerful. I think so too. There's so much advantage in doing that as well because of that personal connection. 
So I don't think it's a disadvantage. I think it's definitely something you can use. Yeah, it was like a car talk that we went that we were having, and mm. that we said maybe I that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> we should just have a car park around <laughs> Brisbane where women can just go and sit in the car. That would be so cool, like mm. the drive-ins, and you like yeah. connect like microphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but there's like you know maybe some popcorn. So I agree. Who wants to and share chocolate? Popcorn? Yeah, and like I would definitely need a diet. Coke machines, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think like our, some of our best conversations are at the end of the night when we're sitting in the car with one of us trying to get out to go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is that that's that is definitely where our best conversations happen, and that's sometimes where our best creative work happens. I know, and you just record, and then we come back the next week, and I'm like, did I really say that? It's so profound. <laughs> yeah. That's happened before with us. We're like, write this down because we'll use this later. Well, that's a good podcast idea. We get very enlightened in Sarah's car because I don't have a car. But it's, it's always... It's like a magic space. It's, it's like... our magic school bus. <laughs> <laughs> and you can... Un- I think it's because you're not looking people in the eye. Yeah. So you're like sitting straight... Because it's a bit awkward, you know? So you yeah, can't yeah. really turn to face. So you're just kind of like looking out the window, having a conversation, and someone just happens to be listening. Yeah. We literally say it like, how wise. Like, I can't believe these things are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I love that. It's actually funny because I... I think I've started opening up more since we've started doing our drives. Oh, you have to. Everybody get in the car now and go for a drive. <laughs> Seriously, you got to do Find it. Find a friend who has a car. Yeah. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> Bus trips aren't the same. It's not. Oh, God, I feel really. Everybody's because listening. Because everybody's listening. And it's like sometimes I know because I listen to what people say on the bus too. Continuing, one of the things I really wanted to ask is just to get to know you a bit better. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about like three qualities of each other. Point out three qualities of Eloise. Well, I thought about yourself, but now that sounds more interesting. <laughs> that does. Yeah. I, I like that. That worked out Spontaneous. Nicely. Love it. Let's go. You can go first. <laughs> okay, Lauren, three qualities. Oh, goodness. My three best. No, I am. <laughs> I am. Trust me. Okay, one is definitely your ambition. No, I know, I know, I know. We've spoken about this, but it's what got us where we are today with Unapologetically Female. True. Um, I would say also you're incredibly empathetic. You're always there for the people in your life. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> and third, it sounds cheesy, but you're always there for a good time. Like you're always very fun. You know how to, and it kind of kind of comes into the empathy, but like you know when to lift the room and you also know when to just like let someone sit if that makes sense at all i know how to read the room read the room okay so for eloise a hundred percent like my biggest support pillar so i can call her at any time of the day or night um and i know that she'll answer the phone and drop everything and we'll go for a drive sometimes we don't even talk we just listen to music extremely loudly but that's i think all we need yeah it's just the music and the drive and knowing that we have each other's company um incredibly organized so so I don't think there's anyone in the world who can take my mess of a brain and um, clearly articulate it so that it makes sense. So that unapologetically female became unapologetically female and not just a couple of post-it notes on my wall. Yeah. And I think the yin to my yang, uh, she, she can, she's like, if I'm wild, she's the calm. Um, so it's like I, she just tones it down, you know, tones me down, I guess. That's kind of, yeah. I think we balance each other out. I think that's 
the really nice thing about our friendship is that we yeah. balance each other out. Yeah, and our working partnership. I think there's been multiple times that we've like, I've been like, let's do this. And you've been like, oh, <laughs> let's, let's just bring that in and let's just deliver on what we said we were. I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds like a perfect combination. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that what I like about these sort of projects and ideas is like the sense of sorority that it creates which it also gave me when I started working with Sarah that I didn't know you could have that sort of feeling of support and it makes you just like women in general for some reason because yes. you want <laughs> you just start understanding everything everything make starts making sense I have so much love for the 40 women who sat in front of me and I'm like we are best sister friends now and I want to get them all in a room so that they can meet each other and like just unleash their unapologetic selves and just feel the love I don't know that's just yeah that would be a cool idea after all the videos are released yeah. so they can all watch it and go, oh my gosh I saw you I loved your answer that would be a great conversation yeah. I would do that that's what I thought. can we be invited <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> so our next question so sometimes it really sucks being a woman like you know, life challenging. But has there been a moment in your life where you're going like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm a woman? I can't think of an exact moment, but I think kind of comes down to what we're talking about in the sense that as women, we have that space where we can talk to each other. And I think that comes back to sort of deeper in our empathy and in our communication skills that we sort of all innately have is that we can create that space amongst each other in our friendships and genuinely reach out and support each other and have that kind of relationship yeah I think for me it's um I was speaking to a, a friend of mine today and he it's kind of a hard conversation that we had and he just could not unfilter and it was like I the fact that like I am able to like show emotion and unfilter and not be judged on that um amongst other females like I know that society will judge and, and men will judge but definitely like amongst other females I can just unfilter my emotions and not have you know any qualms about that I guess you always ask um to your women I guess it sounds funny <laughs> to my say your women females to yeah. the unapologetic females yeah um precisely what makes them unapologetically female so we want to switch that up and ask you because we're the feisty ones we want to ask you what makes you a feisty one I think what makes me feisty is my determination I think I've always been someone who, when I set my mind on something, I won't give up until I can see it in my hands. So I think my determination makes me feisty. And I really like talking myself up. Um, <laughs> I think what makes me feisty is my ability to walk into any room um, and, as Eloise said, read it and then make shit happen. Okay, so one of the things I, I want to ask is what... This is going to be controversial. Maybe not. No, oh. it's not. It's not. It's Say it. I I decided to ask what made you um, want to work with us, actually. Because it, it was quite a networking thing that happened here. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this would all be post-prod Amy, um, who pulled this together. So I think it was just like, again, I am like a big... Sweet, I'm an introvert, but I'm a big people person. Um, and I love connecting with new people and like having conversations. And I especially love having conversations with the microphone in front of me. Um, but yeah, I think it was just, it's about, I don't know, not duplicating the same thing. Like we, we are doing 
female driven content on one platform and you two are doing female driven platform content on a different platform and I don't know I think it's special to come together and collaborate and a big part of sorry let's let's plug our own company here yeah. a big part of Longway Entertainment is connect collaborate create um and so if it, we didn't collaborate I don't think we would be living our ethos um I'm like constantly yelling we need to collaborate more so um I don't know it's and we're like very appreciative that you had us both on here today oh, no, we're really happy to <laughs> yeah. thank you we've been telling all our friends oh we're like collaborating now <laughs> we've come so far <laughs> but yeah, it's just that i find it a bit crazy that it's finally happened because it's quite a long process like we were at the we were like the way this happened is we were at a networking event which mind you isabella didn't want to go to and i was like we're going we're going and then i was like no i've already booked our tickets and we're going she, yeah so yeah. i put my social cap on but yeah i actually was very good that day and we made a lot of contacts and then i met this girl talked about yeah the project and everything and mm -hmm. she was like oh i know someone who's working with something similar and i can connect you to her and i was like oh Oh, that's great so i just uh i remember i photographed her uh, tag her name oh, tag. Badge, yeah because we were having such a good chat and then they were like guys you have to, to another swap. table and we're like no we're bonding over here <laughs> we're <laughs> literally having the best deep conversations about being a woman we were like, so upset and yeah. then we just sat in the corner and we were like not talking to anybody we were so upset we ended up going back to them and then the next day i was like immediately linkedin and texting her and then she didn't reply to me for like two weeks so i thought oh this is dead this is not gonna happen but we i tried. tried and then she replied and said okay i'll connect you to her and then another two weeks happened and then that's when amy appeared so it took <laughs> i every time i was like okay it's not it's not gonna happen but we tried so it's really fun that is that yeah it we're is really happy yeah thank you guys for being here so should we move on to International Women's Day, which is what got us together. Should we? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, if you want to. It's <laughs> <laughs> choice. <is yours. laughs> okay. So one of the things that we wanted to ask you is, when was the first time you heard about International Women's Day? I had like, mm, show my age here. Um, probably like fifteen years ago. I feel. I feel like I don't remember an exact thing. I just was like, cool, this is a thing. And now I work in a marketing and comms space, and so we're forever plugging International Women's Day. Yeah, it's just that we ask about the experience because Sarah and I were talking about it a while ago. And it's like, well, I first found out about it when I was in school and I studied at a Catholic school, but it was like very much like a commercial version of it, which is okay. like, guys, bring flowers and things to girls and then we tell them they're pretty and that's nice sort of thing. Mm. And they would like bring like... So Valentine's Day. Yeah, basically. It was sort of like that. Their holidays mixed up. <laughs> yeah, so a it little. was it was just to to literally celebrate sort of this ideal of femininity yeah, kind of thing. And my school was the same. Like we just got out of class for half an hour and got to eat cake. That was it. Oh, okay. So we didn't do anything at school. I just remember it being like today is International Women's Day, and I was like, cool. Yeah, I don't think we did anything either. I think it was just that cool. Like it's International Women's Day. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I had to flip the switch into thinking like this is not about you know being like women are pretty, give them flowers sort of thing. It had like a very mm. tragic sort of 
backstory and yeah so we that's why we wanted to ask you what your experiences were because we were like reflecting like oh we didn't actually know why we were celebrating international women's day why is it important it was just like a day like oh yeah women are great but like what's the history behind it so we both didn't have that experience in high school also um why do you think it is important to have a day to celebrate women and i guess women's achievements i think we should have a whole month i think it's for me it's like a brilliant opportunity to take a beat and reflect on how far we've come as women and then also reflect on how far we want to keep going you know so i think so often people are like yeah but you can vote and you can work and you know you can work and have babies so like surely you're satisfied and it's like Oh my god, you have no idea. There are so many other things yeah, that's still not right. I mean, it's like, that's such a little bubble of nonsense. And I also think it's a great day for me personally, from a marketing comms point of view, to celebrate the women who I get to work with and who I who I know who, you know, work within the org or I've worked with from a collaboration point of view. We've come so far that it's even funny to think that you know just one generation behind like my mom all of the things that she couldn't do or the way that she was looked for working in an environment like surrounded by men um and even look back to my grandma literally had to wash my grandpa's feet every time he came from work sort of thing i it's been a really long way but we still have such a long way to go Mm -hmm. i'm not definitely and i really hope that i'm never satisfied and I think it's that hunger that, like, keeps you feisty, you know? Like, it's that hunger to to constantly, like, not settle for something that society is like, yeah, but you already have all of these things. Like, why are you being hysterical, you know? And I think, you know, back to your point about your grandmother, like, my grandmother couldn't become a doctor, you know? Like, she just, she wasn't allowed because she was female. And to, to see... to. For that, to, for me to even fathom that, I was like, how is that even possible? You know, definitely still have a long way to go. I think so. But I think that's really great about the uh, slogan for International Women's Day for this year. It's choose to challenge. And I think that's a great place for where we are in the International Women's Day movement in the sense of like, we have come a long way, but now we're choosing to keep challenging. Yeah, keep there's still so much more for us to accomplish. There's that thing that really upsets me, and it's when people tell me, like, why are you angry and everything, but I keep thinking that the day that I'm not angry is because I stopped caring. And I don't want to stop caring about mm. um, all of the so unjust things that happen to us, like, every day, even in, like, the smallest kind of scenario. I think that's it. Yeah, I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's when you're sitting in a work environment, and I came from a work environment of mostly boys. Um, like we were in a team, and I was the only female. Um, and I've now gone to a work environment of mostly girls. Um, and guys can like women unfilter, but we unfilter about like truths. Men unfilter about their opinions. Um, whereas like we, like I can already feel myself in meetings when I go back in with mail and, and execs and things like that, that I'll be like, I will actually text my boss the information that I need her to... And we're all sitting in the same meeting. Um, and so then she, being um, the empowering female that she is, is like, Lauren has something to say, everybody. And so it's <laughs> like... And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I just, like, I'm not sure if that's a dumb idea. I don't want people to, like, judge me on that. So, like, you know, it's, it's hard. And it's, you know, I feel like we take 
three steps forward and ten steps back sometimes. Yeah. But I think the the moral is to not give up, you know, mm. like to to rest definitely, um, but to like never. I don't know, never, never give up. I think that's a testament to like the spirit as a woman is that we are quite resilient in the sense that you knock us down and we'll get back up. Thank you so much, guys, for like Thank being you. here. Thank and you for having us. We've had a lot of fun. We have had a lot of fun as well. Please go and watch Unapologetically Female, which is now streaming on YouTube. I don't know if you can say streaming on YouTube. Anyway, it's streaming on YouTube. Um, and you can follow us at Longway Entertainment Co. Um, <laughs> And Instagram, and that you'll find a link to the YouTube there. So this was our International Women's Day special, and we were very lucky to celebrate it by being with a group of amazing women, like it is a group of unapologetically female, which we thank them very much for doing this collab with us and to open up and talk to us uh, and to have just this really nice chat about Women's Day and I don't know in general what it means to be a woman. So, but it wouldn't be International Women's Day if we didn't talk about the importance of International Women's Day and where it came from. So we've talked about this before on our episode number one, but we want to remind you a little bit and talk about some key dates. So International Women's Day has been celebrated since the early 1900s, and in the early years, the, mo the movement focused on women's oppression and inequality. On the 28th of February, 1909, First National Women's Day was observed across the United States. In 1911, significant attention was drawn to the working conditions and labor legislation for women in America. This was our response to the tragic Triangle Fire in New York City that took the lives of more than 140 working women. In 1914, the 8th of March became the official date for International Women's Day globally. And International Women's Day also became a day to protest World War and then further on other inequalities like racism and sexual freedom. In 1975, the UN celebrated International Women's Day for the first time. And following in the 1996, the UN announced their first annual theme for International Women's Day. And the theme was celebrating the past and planning for the future. And the theme for 2021 is hashtag choose to challenge. According to the official International Women's Day page, a challenged world is an alert world. Individually, we are all responsible for our own thoughts and actions all day and every day. This year's theme is about collectively calling out gender bias and inequality, collectively creating an inclusive world. Remember that this day is not to celebrate or congratulate women, not in that, I guess, more commercial way. It's a day to actually stand beside us and fight for our rights as cisgender women, trans women, and as women of color. And this year, don't, instead of bringing us flowers or saying congrats, instead just march with us. Retweet about feminism or the history of International Women's Day. Read an article that educates you on these topics, on how to be a better ally. And start and stand tall for the rights of every girl and every woman around the world. I believe this year's theme reflects our show really well. Isabella and I have always said our show is about two women narrating about women. But we have never said this show is for women. We have always hoped our show reaches beyond just one gender. It is important we have an open dialogue to create more inclusive and an understanding world. We've come really far, but we still have a long way to go. So let's keep fighting. Happy International Women's Day. Happy let's... International Women's Day. Let's march, let's fight. Woo! Yeah. This was Feisty Lens for our International Women's Day special. And make sure you follow us on all of our socials, especially for this episode where you can find out how to watch Unapologetically 
Unapologetic. Oh, unapologetic. <laughs> 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 well, it's not again. <laughs> uh, this was. <laughs> oh, this, this was feisty ones for our International <laughs> Women's Day special with unapologetically female. Follow us on or or follow us on all of our socials. Um, we have Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, which is super active. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Don't forget the slogan, choose to challenge. And I do wish all my sisters a safe and empowering year. In this songbird, we have Aletia. Aletia is a Colombian singer and composer. Her music is influenced by jazz, reggae, blues, and bolero. She sings both in English and Spanish. Born in Bogota, Colombia, she now resides in Melbourne, and her beginning in the arts were in musical theater, ballet, acting, and singing. She studied contemporary music and got a scholarship from JMC Academy in 2018 to finish her studies in Australia. She's been nominated for three Latin Grammys and is promoting her latest single, Sometimes I Feel That Way, produced by the Australian artist Did Miro, which we'll be listening to today. You can find Aletia's music in Spotify. That's A-L-E-T-H-I-A, all in caps. And in her personal social media on Instagram and her website. We'll leave her info in an Instagram story. For now, enjoy Sometimes I Feel That Way by Aletia. See you guys soon.